is Polyphonic Press, the podcast where two music fans pick a classic album completely at random. Using the patented random album generator, they are given an album to review from a curated list of over 1,000 classic releases, spanning multiple genres. And now onto the show. Here are your hosts, Jeremy Boyd and John Van Dyke. Uh, hey, welcome to Polyphonic Press. I'm Jeremy Boyd. And I'm John Van Dyke. And uh, let's not waste any time. We've got the uh, patented random album generator right in front of us here. Uh, so let's hit the button and see what album we're going to be listening to this week. And uh, the album we're going to be listening to is Fuji's The Score. Okay. So, all right. So this is what it says on uh, allmusic.com. It says, a breath of fresh air in the gangsta-dominated mid-90s, the Fuji's breakthrough album, The Score, marked the beginning of a resurgence in alternative hip-hop. Its left-field multi-platinum success proved there was a substantial untapped audience with an appreciation for rap music but little interest in thug life. The Score's eclecticism, social consciousness, and... Pop Smarts drew millions of, te- of latent hip-hop listeners back into the fold, showing just how much the music had grown up. It not only cap- catapulted the Fugees into stardom, but also launched the productive solo careers of Wyclef Jean and Lauren Hill, the latter of whom already ranks as one of the top female MCs of all time based on her work here. Not just a collection of individual talents, the Fuji's three MCs all share a crackling chemistry and a wide-ranging taste in music. Their strong fondness for smooth soul and reggae is underscored by the two hit covers given slight hip-hop makeovers. Roberta Flack's Killing Me Softly with his song and Bob Marley's No Woman No Cry. Even when they're not relying on easily recognizable tunes, their original material is powered by a raft of indelible hooks, especially the great Fuji La. There are also touches of blues and gospel, and the recognizable samples range from doo-wop to Enya. Their protest tracks are often biting, yet tempered with pathos and humanity. Whether they're attacking racial... Uh, Whether they're attacking racial profiling among police on the beast, uh, the insecurity behind violent posturing on cowboys, or the inability of many black people in the Western Hemisphere to trace their familial roots, family business. Yeah, the Chinese restaurant skit is a little dicey, but on the whole, the score balances intelligence and accessibility with an easy assurance and ranks as one of the most distinctive hip-hop albums of its era. Okay. Oh. It was the 90s. You could get away with a lot more then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see here. Okay, so this is their, their second album. Uh, so it was released on February 13th, 1996. Um, genres are alternative hip hop and progressive rap. Uh, label is Ruffle House and Columbia Records. Uh, producers are uh, Praxwell Prass, Wyclef Jean, Lauren Hill, uh, Jerry T Bass Duplessis, Diamond D, John Forte, Sean King, Warren Riker, and Salam Remy. Uh, 
And if you're listening along, there really is, this is, came out in the 90s, so it's, it's not really, uh, there's no side one or side two, it's a CD, yep. but there's 13 tracks. So what we'll do is we'll listen to the first... Uh, Split seven in half? <laughs> we'll, we'll listen to the first six and then listen to the other seven. Um, so it starts off with a red intro and then we'll stop at the uh, sixth track, which is Fuji Live, if you're listening along. And... Uh, I was thinking they were a little bit more funk, but that's... Uh, yeah. I mean, there might be a little bit in here. We'll have there, to see. There probably is, yeah. Um, okay, so uh, so here's the first track. I think it's like not really a song, but it's the first track, and it's called uh, Red Intro. So uh, here we go. All right, so that's the uh, first half of the album, uh, ending it with Fuji La. Um, yeah, I kind of really like this so far. Yeah, it's kind of fun. Um, it's, uh, it's not generally the sort of thing I listen to, but, uh, the, uh, social consciousness is actually doing it for me. Yeah. And what I like about it is, and it's what I like about a lot of, um, a lot of music like this is it's really good counterpoint in the sense that the music is very relaxing and uh laid back and easy but they're singing about really serious issues and really serious subject matter so it's sort of like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna get you relaxed i'm gonna get you in into the groove make you feeling good and now i'm gonna tell you what's really going on and which is really it's pretty brilliant actually it's pretty cool um so i really liked uh like that aspect of it I was uh, really liking the uh, just the overall sort of tone of everything. Everything's got that sort of like lo-fi, um, well, like like that lo-fi hip-hop sort of backing that that uh, you know. Well, I guess this is where it comes from. Um, it's uh, it's it's just uh, it it make it feels very welcoming in a, in a lot of ways. That that sort of sound. I mean, you sort of get why people sort of relax to it. I mean, without the lyrics, you know, they decide I was never much of a big fan of like the um, gangster stuff. I guess some people were just going on like talking about how it is when when you're living in, you know, really rough situations and whatnot. But it's just for me, it's just it doesn't appeal to me. And I and unfortunately, a lot of people sort of glorified it and and try to live up to it and yeah that's well that's the thing is it's the the people that that it's more the fans really that glorified it and tried to live up to it and no of course no i know it's not the artists themselves because they actually live it and they know it's hell they completely miss the point of the music it's it's the same thing the people do the same thing with um like recently over the last um I don't know, 20 years or so, there's been a lot of TV shows where the main character isn't exactly, isn't the hero. I'm talking like The Sopranos, Breaking Bad. That The point is, it, those are like cautionary tales. Like, don't be like this guy. That Those are the point of those shows. But people 
bringing it back to this album, uh, what I like about this is like hip hop really started out. Like you think of um, people like uh, Grandmaster Flash and and even Run DMC, they were singing about you know how hard life is in those neighborhoods. And so I feel like that is sort of this album is sort of bringing it back to that sort of perspective. Yeah, this sounds more like uh, the sort of stuff that I, I kind of liked. Um, but there's some stuff that I list I, that I've heard that I go, okay, this I can not only can I listen to it, I can respect it because it's partly like what they're saying, which is really all um, you know. It's the main thing about rap. It should be about what they're saying and 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 things like that and yes the music is there and and it's and it's important because it's music um but uh yeah it's just sometimes it it, some of it got a little dumb it really did it well that happens with everything it got commercialized it happened with rock in the 80s with all the hair metal and it's happening with country right now um that that just happens that's just what how music happens becomes popular enough and then the the dregs of society to take a crack i can do that well well is it well it's really it's more the the big record companies saying oh we need to make you sound like this and we need to appeal to an eighth grade level if not dumber but uh the other thing that i really like about this too is i like how uh every song there's no pause between the songs. Every one song is leading into the next. And it's uh some of the some of the songs um are starting right away and some of them have a little skit between them. Uh and I really like that. I like that it's it's not just song after song after song after song. It's really flows. The whole album is flowing like a one, you know, complete piece, a one complete It's almost story. like a play or something. Yeah. It's like a concept album sort of thing. It's a good way to put it. I mean, I would probably consider this a concept album. It's called The Score, and they're basically settling the score. That's what their thing is, and, and, and each song is tapping on a different thing that, you know, really grinds their gears. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Yeah, no, so, it's yeah. it's uh, it's really cool. And, and yeah, they're each... Uh, you're like each song is a different scene in in the play and uh yeah it's it's really really well done that way um so i guess we'll move on we'll uh start the next half of the album uh starts with the song uh where was it uh family business so uh here we go Okay, ending the album with the song Manifest and a little outro there. Uh, Just sort of a little bit of credits for the album, which is kind of cool, actually. You don't really hear that very often. No, and I think actually on on an album like this, it uh, sort of suits it. Like, it doesn't suit every genre, but it kind of suits this one. Yeah, no, I I, I really liked this. I mean, it's this is, uh, I was really impressed uh, it has, it's very cohesive. It's very, the subject matter is very focused. Um, it, they know exactly what they're doing. They, 
they kept through the whole album they kept you know leading one song into the next and uh st- you know with the music and the and the content of the lyrics kept that sort of vibe of the the you know the relaxing sort of music and the the sort of the dark subject matter and um yeah i just i i like like you i i'm not like i don't listen to a whole lot of hip hop um i think I think this honestly this this album might start me listening to a lot more of it um because I know there's a lot of really good hip hop out there that I you know just haven't really explored a whole lot if I'm being too uh, totally honest it's one of those things like it's a little bit daunting because I know there's a lot of crap to dig through um it's not sort of the same thing for me as like when I'm digging through the, uh, you know, the late sixties psychedelic stuff, like I can listen to the crappy stuff, <laughs> but when it comes to like rap and hip hop, I can't really stand the crappy stuff. So it's a little bit harder for me to, to do a deep dive and try to find the good stuff. Yeah. You almost need someone who knows the good stuff to sort of guide you. and. And I can, and you know, to to flip it, somebody who isn't into rock music, and they come in and they all they know is like, I don't like Poison or bands like that. If if that's all they know of rock music, and it's like, oh, I hate I hate rock music. It's all you know, stupid shit about drinking and partying. It's like, so well, you know, let me introduce you to. The Yes Fragile album or right. something like that. I, which I feel like this is like the fragile of hip hop or like one of those albums of hip hop. Like this is the good stuff. This isn't the commercial shit that you hear. Right. No, I agree. Um, so this has got me interested in wanting to listen to more hip hop, more like uh, stuff like this. Yeah, I found it fun. Um, I wouldn't put it at like the top of my list, but it was, you know, there's there's definitely things in there that I, I found enjoyable. I I thought it was interesting that at one point they sampled the, uh, um, uh, what was it, the Moody Blues, uh, Days of Future Past in there. <laughs> it was very brief, but I picked that out. I thought it was very interesting. Just just the the things that they referenced. Um, musically even was sort of interesting. Like they obviously have a, a very wide um, appreciation for different genres and stuff like that. All music relates to all music. There's, you can, there's a clear connection from one type of music to another type of music, and it's all interconnected. And I think that's, that's really cool. All right, so the question uh, is, would you listen to this again? Yeah, maybe. I probably wouldn't listen to it immediately or anything like that, but if someone yeah. put it on, I'm like, yeah, okay, I remember this. This is pretty cool. Yeah. So yeah, I I would definitely listen to this again. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I I really like this. So yeah, it's uh, I'm really impressed with it. Uh, yeah. So I guess we will end the episode there. Um, thank you so much for listening. If you made it this far, uh, you can go to polyphonicpress.com and. And drop us a line go to the contact page and, and tell, say hello uh there's actually we have a new way to support us we're uh, off patreon and going with uh, buymeacoffee.com 
And the reason is you don't actually have to sign up for an account and you can do give a one-time donation of like as little as one dollar so it's it's a lot easier and it's no commitment or anything like that uh so if you feel inclined to to help out the show head on over to buymeacoffee.com slash polyphonic press and i think that's pretty much it uh i'm jeremy boyd i'm joe van dyke take it easy do we 